Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. If you've been hanging with me for a while, you probably know that I owned a brick and mortar boutique back in the day. You might also know that I did $650,000 in my first year in business. But what you might not realize is that I opened that store in the wake of the 2008 housing market crash when tons of people were underwater with their mortgages, they were losing tons of money in the stock market, and worst of all, many of them were losing their jobs. And while the area my store was located in was on the upscale side, it didn't mean they weren't affected. In fact, a lot of them worked on Wall Street and it was a struggle. If you've been paying attention to what's going on in our world right now, some people are saying another recession is on the way. I'm no economist and I have no crystal ball, so while I can't predict what's going to happen, I can take my experience launching a business in a recession and share a few ways that you can prepare for what might come. The first thing you should know is that some industries are somewhat recession-proof, like baby and weddings. Sure, people might spend a little less overall, but they're still having babies and getting married. Some industries actually thrive during times of uncertainty, like alcohol and sex toys. Other industries, like apparel and accessories, will generally see a dip. There is a lot of variation here, of course, and there's no way to know for sure how your business specifically will be affected. But there are definitely trends and some common sense that should help you figure out which camp you'll fall in. And even if you do happen to sell something that is likely to stay steady or even grow during an economic downturn, that doesn't mean you still don't want to prepare. Number one on today's list is to get a handle on your numbers. And not just your sales numbers, but how much money do you have in the bank? If sales were to dip right now, would you still be able to pay your employees and yourself? If you're not already familiar with these numbers, now is the time. And you'll want to start building up a reserve in your business as well. Six months worth of expenses if you can. When things do get tough, there's nothing quite as comforting as knowing you've got money in the bank to weather the storm. Now I know that depending upon your business, six months expenses might seem like a lot. So overwhelming, like you could never save that much. But just let it be a long-term goal right now if that's you. Yes, the sooner you can get to that place, the better, but don't let the potential overwhelm derail you from that goal. Another option here is to get a business line of credit. And typically you'll want to do that before you actually need it. 
When the economy isn't doing well, banks tighten up the purse strings, making it harder to get that line of credit. So if you secure it beforehand, you'll have it when you need it. Depending on who you go with, they typically don't cost anything unless you use it. And the interest rates on lines of credit are generally much less than a credit card. I'm not a financial expert, so you need to do your own due diligence and research here, but I wanted to make sure you knew they existed. Overall, the goal is to make sure you have the funds you need to continue operating, even if you see a dip in revenue. Some other things you'll want to consider from a financial perspective is tightening up your inventory. This is usually the biggest culprit to lack of cash flow in a product-based business. If you haven't been paying attention to what you've got tied up in inventory, please go look. If you've got merchandise sitting on the shelves right now that isn't moving, mark it down and do your best to clear it out. Don't get emotionally attached to your inventory. Even if you only recoup the wholesale cost, cash in the bank is better than dust on the shelves. And I talk a lot more about inventory management in episode seven of the podcast. So definitely check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. Number three, lean into what you do best. Now, this is always a good idea, but it's even more important during an economic downturn. Don't pull your focus or your funds away from the things that drive your business. The time, energy, money, and effort it takes to develop, produce, and test new products likely isn't worth it when your consumers are tightening up their purse strings. It's going to be a distraction for you and your customer. Now, this doesn't mean you don't launch your seasonal products for Q4. It just means stick with what you know is going to excite your customer enough for them to spend their hard-earned money on it. Which brings me to number four. You need to really know your customer. You've heard me talk about this time and time again on this podcast, and that's because it's so important. Honestly, it's probably the most important on this list because when you truly understand your customer, you can continue to create a business and products that you know they're going to love, that you know they'll continue to buy even when things get a little tough. Honestly, this is the main reason I was successful with my brick and mortar, even though it was the greatest recession we've ever experienced in my lifetime so far, because I knew what my customer wanted. I knew what she was willing to spend on different types of items. I knew what she wouldn't spend her money on. Sure, I made some mistakes along the way and overbought in certain categories because I'm still human. But if I didn't know my customer and what she was looking for, I never would have been able to find the success that I did. And you know what else? When you understand your customer and what they need, you know how to communicate that back to them. You know how to speak to them in a way that pulls on their emotional heartstrings and encourages them to buy. Remember, people buy with emotion and justify with logic. So when you can speak to the emotional need or reason behind the purchase that they're making, there's no reason why you can't find success. And if you need more support about understanding your perfect customer and how to talk to them, listen to episode 42 where I dive deeper into this. And don't forget to use the Ideal Customer Workbook in the e-commerce badassery resource library. Number five on today's list Don't stop marketing your business. When sales start to dip, marketing budgets are usually the first thing to go. 
But honestly, this is one of the worst times to stop marketing your business, especially if you are on the newer side without an established customer base. I know it can be scary to continue spending money when you see a dip in sales, but I encourage you to dig deeper before you make any knee-jerk reactions. As long as the money you are spending on marketing and advertising is bringing you a positive ROI, there's no reason why you should stop them. Because if you do, you might see an even bigger dip in sales. Now, of course, this is not always true. You might find that putting your energy into product launches or TikTok brings you more profitable revenue than Facebook ads or vice versa. My main goal for you at this point is to make sure that you're digging into the details and making informed decisions about your marketing activities versus just saying, hey, let's stop spending money here. If money is really tight and you need to scale back your advertising, try leaning into more collaborations instead. Remember, if you're experiencing a dip in your business, other small businesses probably are too. Why not pool your resources and get in front of each other's customers? Sure, those customers may be spending less on your product, but it doesn't mean they wouldn't be willing to spend it on something else. And the same is true for the customers of that other business that you are collaborating with. Number six, don't be afraid to let go of things that aren't serving you, whether it's an employee, a product line, or a marketing strategy. If it's not working, say goodbye. This isn't the perfect example because it's from a service-based business, but a friend of mine just released two problem clients, and while her revenue is down, her profitability is up. On Instagram, I talked about a client of mine who closed one of her brick-and-mortar stores last year. Her revenue was also down, but so was her profit. She had more cash in her business. Another client of mine who sells a consumable product on subscription also had a bi-monthly curated box that she sold on subscription as well. A few months ago, she let go of that curated box, focusing only on her main product and a few other boutique items that she sells. And yes, her revenue went down. But because she's saving so much time, energy, effort, not having to curate that box and dealing with the shipping and all the other things that go into running that one product, her profitability hasn't really suffered. In times of struggle, the simpler, the better. There are so many tiny hidden costs in the things that we do. And when you really dig in and do the math, we realize that the thing we thought was so important to our business is actually holding us back from bigger and better things. At the end of the day, if a recession does come, the best thing we can do is be the scrappy entrepreneurs that we are and dig in. There are so many ways to weather the storm, so many levers we have in our businesses, so much that we can control. Don't let the fear keep you stuck. I'm going to put links in the show notes for all the episodes I mentioned today, along with a couple of others that should help you prepare for the uncertainty to come. And one last note before we go, it's never too soon to prepare for the worst. I'm not saying it's coming. The experts aren't even saying that. And I don't say it to scare you. Just that in every business to truly set yourself up for success, you want to prepare for anything that might come your way the more you can anticipate what you might need and get it in place before you actually need it, the more ease and success you'll have in your business. 
And that, my friends, is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today, and I'll see you on the flip side, friend. so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.